0: So glad to have you with us now here in the studio with Michael Card. I'm Wayne Shepard. And Michael, let's uh, outline what's ahead on the program here today.
1: Well, I'm very excited to introduce to uh, our listeners uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Moshe Kempinski, who is a r- remarkable man. I don't know how to describe him. He he owns a shop in the old city of Jerusalem uh, called the Shorashim Shop. But he's also uh, had rabbinic training. He's a counselor. He's one of the wisest People I know, and he he will come when when we come into his shop. He will close close <laughs> down, lock the door. He's losing business to meet absolutely, with you. and he'll set up chairs and he will answer questions about Judaism as long as uh, as we we uh, we amazing. ask them. And uh, here on this show, we are very careful to keep the audio pristine and and, and try to uh, make it sound as clear as possible. This is going to be one. Example where where our, our audio is just not very good. I think he was holding the micro, the little microphone in his hand, mm-hmm. and so there's lots of noise. But his content is so incredible. Uh, we're going to risk uh, asking you to really listen uh,
0: intently to to hear what Moshe has to say, and we'll hear from him in just a moment. It's a brief clip, but very important yes. that you uh, you start with us here today on that, and then later you're going to bring part two of your teaching on Hesed, which also was recorded in Israel.
1: That's right, and and uh, a lot clearer audio on that, by yeah, the way. <laughs> yeah,
0: and then still later, our friend Buddy,
1: Buddy Green is going to join us and 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 plug into the theme of suffering. He's got a, a great song. Uh, that's that's that just dovetails perfectly into what we, we've been yeah. talking about,
0: and Buddy will join us here yes. in the program as well. So that's all I had. But let's start with that clip that you mentioned. Uh, how do you pronounce his name, Moshe? Moshe Kempinski Kimpinski. Uh, he's actually from Canada. Yeah. Uh,
1: and he and his brother Dove uh, run this shop, and uh, they are just uh, very
0: kind, and they're very, very good to us. Uh, this is very brief, but I think you'll really enjoy listening
2: to this. You're going to have to learn to do something here you probably never have done before. Probably, some, Maybe some of you have. You're going to have to learn how to hear with your eyes. Open up your eyes. You're going to hear God speaking to you in everything you see. Nothing that's being put in front of you is by coincidence. Right? that's true everywhere in the world it's a hundred times more true here in this land if God's putting something in front of you He's trying to tell you something so you're going to have to learn how to hear with your eyes when they stood at Mount Sinai if you remember the verse I don't know what in some Bible English Bibles is translated as they saw the thunder no, it says in Hebrew they saw the sounds that's what you're going to have to learn how to do and in order to do that just use your Bible I mean we believe that if you're here you're in your father's house I don't know if you remember visiting your father or mother's house. When you go into that house, everything speaks to you. The couch you played on, the table you sat at, the carpet you messed up, Right? it all talks to you. You're in your father's house, everything's going to be speaking to you. Just use your eyes to hear it. Zechariah 8 says, will yet be a time old men and old women rest on their canes and children will play in the streets of Jerusalem. They're out there right now all you gotta do is look in their faces when you see one of those faces you might be seeing exactly the face that zachariah saw in his vision that's how real it is jeremiah says i'll bring them back from the land of the north each day you'll see them you're seeing with your physical they only saw with their spiritual when you came from the airport you probably saw a whole bunch of construction cranes and building booms everywhere. Those aren't construction cranes. Those are the words of Amos 9 being made physical. I will rebuild your ruins. I will fill in your empty spaces. How do you think God's going to take a prophecy and make it real if it isn't going to be with bricks, mortar, and, and um, construction cranes? The, the key is to understand that something new is in the air, which is the reason we're able to talk to each other.
0: Well, that is remarkable. Just one special moment that you've had in Israel. When you go to Israel, Mike, it's not to take a tour, is it?
1: No, we are not collecting chill bumps. We are not. (laughs) uh, Yeah, it, it is very focused. It's a study trip. And uh, we focus on the life of Jesus. That's one trip that we do, and then we do a trip that uh, is associated with Hesed.
0: Well, we're going to illustrate that by hearing an actual recording of you in Israel, starting with a song. Explain what's going to happen here.
1: Well, um, Hesed in general, most of the times it occurs in the Old Testament, is uh, it's sung. Hesed is something you sing about, and so uh, one of the songs that uh, I had written earlier that I didn't even realize was about Hesed is a song about Gomer. And the whole relationship between Hosea and Gomer, and the love he has for her, and his his uh, constantly forgiving her and buying her back, and that sort of thing, is a wonderful
0: illustration of Hesed. So you'll sing that song, and then teach yes. about Hesed. Yes. All right, let's go back to Israel with Michael Cart. Um,
1: this is a this is a song about uh, Gomer. Go, uh, the Book of Hosea is kind of a novel about Hesed. So this is Gomer, and I'm, I'm Gomer, which is, for those of you who know me, it's probably not too hard to... I've never heard a woman sing this song, by the way, so there you go, ladies. There's a challenge to you. Don't know what he sees in
3: me. He is spirit. He is free. And I, the wife of adultery. And Gomer is my name simply more than I can see, how he keeps on forgiving me, how he keeps his sanity, Hosea, you're a fool. A fool to love someone like me, a fool to suffer silently, though sometimes through your eyes I see, I'd rather be a fool. The fondness of a father, the passion of a child, the gentleness of a loving friend, an understanding smile. All of this and so much more you've lavished on a faithless whore. I've never known love like this before. Hosea, you're a fool. A fool to love someone like me, a fool to suffer silently. Though sometimes through your eyes I see I'd rather be a fool. This God of yours would not have told to lift a love that you couldn't hold. And though time and time again I flee, I'm always glad to see you coming after me simply more than I can see how he keeps on forgiving me the wife of adultery and Gomer is my name
1: And the older I get, the easier I cry. Oh, what is that all about? Bill, right before Bill died, he'd say, the tears are so much closer to the surface. And, ah, uh, sorry. No, I'm not sorry. You don't, don't ever apologize for tears. But th- this is, uh, there, there are two, and I hate to call them this, but it's kind of what they are. They're formulae. They're two, two formulas that hesed gets used in in the most significant times in the Bible. And the two, this is the the first formula. Is this? It comes um, originally from Exodus thirty-four, but we're going to see in this really gutsy move how uh, Moses quotes back to God what he said to him in in Numbers fourteen. But the formula is this: the Lord is slow to anger and abounding in hesed. That's the first formula. And the second one uh, I refer to as as an everlasting refrain, and it's it's. uh, it almost becomes the motto of Israel, almost like our "In God We Trust." But it's uh, um, give thank- This is a long version. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. Tov. That's one of those words that Hesed draws to itself. He is good, and His Hesed endures forever. That's First Chronicles sixteen thirty four. When when we first started touring in England, um, I was sitting in the back of a cathedral, always trolling, you know, for song ideas, and there was an old hymnal. And have you ever seen a split page hymnal? They're bizarre. It's it's a hymnal, and it's and, and the, the cover is intact, but the pages inside are split. It's like somebody sawed them down the middle, so you the, the the so the melodies are on the bottom and the lyrics are on the top. So we can turn to page 15 and use those words, and turn to page 30 and use that melody. It's nuts. Okay, it's nuts. So anyway, I'm I'm so I'm turning through this thing and I'm you know trolling for song ideas to 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 steal, and I come upon this hymn. All praise to thee to the who safe has kept and has refreshed me while I slept. I go, ooh, ick. Okay. And then, wert thou not there to be enjoyed, and I in hymns to be employed. And I'm thinking, oh man, this guy. Okay, that's the second verse. Here's the third verse. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him, ye heavenly hosts. Praise him, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I said, "Yikes!" It's the doxology. The doxology is the third verse. Um, the writer was Thomas. The pr- writer was Thomas Ken. Uh, but, and what I'd like to say is, and you all understand, I'm a pointy-headed fundamentalist. God's word is perfect. But what I'd like to say is, something like that happens in First Chronicles 16. There's a long hymn of Asaph, and in the middle of that hymn is. Uh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his steadfast endures forever." Okay, so let, let me just make this point, okay? The setting, 1 uh, Chronicles 16, is there's this procession that goes on for miles. Musicians in white linen robes, they're playing every kind of instrument you can think of, cymbals and harps and everything else. the The priests are carrying the Ark of the Covenant that we saw that replica of, right? Uh, they're bringing it back to a tent shrine that David has built for it. And there's David with his shirt off, whirling before the Lord. You know, his wife didn't like that. And they're going to put this ark back in a tent shrine. And uh, there's going to be a, a civic meal. Everyone gets a, a like a, a, a loaf of bread and date, you know, dates and raisins all squished together. Asaph has written this song. Um, and all the priests and musicians are singing this song. Um, As the song comes to a close, there's a description of the splendor of the Lord, uh, the glory of the Lord, followed by a final charge to the people to give thanks, and they shout, Amen, praise the Lord. I mean, it's rocking. It's rocking. I don't want to read the whole psalm, but it's a long, it's, um, uh, what did I say it was? First Chronicles 16. Uh, just let me re- just read bit, some some bits and pieces of it. Chronicles, that's in the Old Testament, right? First Chronicles. Let me just show you how long it is. In my Bible, if it's got that color, that means it's tested. I went through the whole Bible and marked tested. I suggest you do the same. Um, this is how long it is. It says David's Psalm, but it's Asaph, I think, wrote it. Um, Give thanks to the Lord, call on His name, proclaim His deeds, sing to Him, sing sing praise to Him, tell about His wondrous works, I mean, He's the Lord our God, His judgments cover the whole earth, remember His covenant, I know I'm reading it like it's boring, I know it's it's not boring, it's God's Word. When they were few in number, very few indeed, the resident aliens in Cana, wandering from the nation to nation, on and on it goes, and then verse 34, give thanks to the Lord for He's good, His faithful love endures forever. and then it, it, it goes on. It gets repeated uh, odd. You remember, I talked to you about Heman and Jedithan? Little odd statement in verse 41 with them were Heman, Jedithan, who we think is uh, Ethan. Heman and Ethan are brothers, and the rest who were chosen and designated to God to give thanks to the Lord for his, his has and endures forever little job description of Heman and, and Ethan, okay? So tucked away in this song, in verse 34 is that line, is our formula. And I think that's the first place it occurs in, uh, in, in, in the Hebrew Bible. Yet it becomes Israel's new uh, national motto, like our in God we trust. Now give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, His hesed endures forever. Uh, so that's when they bring the ark shrine back. When, they, when Solomon completes his temple in Second Chronicles 5.13, that one line is sung in isolation. They don't sing that whole song. They just sing that one line. And that, from that point on, it just appears. That's why I'm saying it's like the doxology. They dropped the rest of the hymn, not that the rest of the hymn wasn't perfect in God's Word. Right? Okay, good, good. Some friend will be burned at the stake for saying something like that. But what I'm saying is, in the middle of that psalm, is this line that gets drawn out and used the way we use the doxology. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Ezra, when they complete the foundations for the second temple, uh, the people sing the same line, just that one line. In 2 Chronicles 20:21, 20, when the Ammonites and the Moabite armies come to wage wars against Judah, there's a Levite named Jehaziel. He prophesied that the battle did not belong to the people but to the Lord. That's 20:15. Uh, and Jehoshaphat, uh, Jehoshaphat encourages them to believe the Lord and trust his prophet. They would not wage war. They would sing. And guess what they sing? That one line. It's just that one line. And when they sing that line, give thanks to the Lord, his chesed endures forever, the Moabites and the Ammonites turn on each other and they not annihilate one another. Uh, I mean, how cool is that? Um, a single line from a lengthy psalm is lifted to become the phrase that welcomes the glory of the Lord to the ark shrine and finally to the temple itself. Once we leave the historical writings, it occurs 34 more times in the psalms. Uh, for the Lord is good, and his, his faithful love endures forever, His faithfulness through all generations. That's Psalm 105. Hallelujah! Give thanks to the Lord, for He's good. His hesed endures forever, 106. One. Give thanks to the Lord, for He's good. His hesed endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord proclaim that He has redeemed them from the power of the foe. That's Psalm 107. A sound of joy and gladness, the voice of the groom and the bride, And the voice of those saying, "Give thanks to the Lord of Armies, for He's good; His Hesed endures forever." That's Jeremiah 33:11, and it's Psalm 136 that every other line is 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 our formula. Okay, so here's my conclusion. Um, Along with the vast range of meaning associated with the word Hesed, we've already seen. Now we get to add that it's eternal, it's everlasting, and it's indestructible. That's what that second formula indicates. Without this, without its eternal nature uh, and its indestructibility, without the fact that it's everlasting, it wouldn't be hesed. If it was based on a hymn or a momentary feeling, it wouldn't be hesed. If time could wear it down or wash it away, it wouldn't be hesed. But it lasts forever. It is ultimately reliable. It never changes. It can always be trusted in, relied upon, asked and hoped for. Why? Because it His Hesed it endures forever. Okay. So that's uh, those are the, those are the two. I mean, it sounds for boring to say these are the two formulae, but but those are those two formulae. Which I think is, uh, if we're going to take Hesed seriously, we got to look at things like this. We got to risk risk a little bit of boring for any any. Questions, comments? Don't disagree with me. I'm very fragile. Jonah, is it
4: Jonah?
1: Yeah, Jonah. It's the. It's great, Jonah. Every now and then we have what I call a hater of Hesed, the elder son, the parable of the prodigal son. He hates the fact that his father's that way. His father shows Hesed, right? And Jonah doesn't like the fact. In fact, when he's after the the, the little thing, the 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 vine withers. He says to God, I, I didn't want to go to the Ninevites because I, I knew you'd forgive them because you're a God of Hesed, and that's why I didn't go. I didn't want to go because I knew you, you would forgive them. See, I knew you are that way, and I don't frankly like it that you're that way. See? And I love God. God is just messing with him. Oh, are you very angry about the vine? You know. You know, I'm angry enough to die. Well, and you didn't care, you know. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's in Jonah. It's in Jonah. Uh um, and I can give you guys the, the entire list. It's 200, it's 246 times basically. There's a couple of times where it's a person's name, so that that doesn't help, doesn't really help. But it, you begin to see it. It has so many facets. We're, we're going to look at Psalm 109, which is the most brutal, vindictive psalm in the Psalter, and it's a psalm of Hesed. We're going to look at that. Um, there's a couple of more things we're going to look at, but that's a, and it's a psalm of David. Psalm 109, you know, when David was talking about, you know, severe mercy, that's Psalm 109. It's the, it's example of that. And, and then we'll look at it in the life, in the teachings of Jesus. I'm just saying Southern, that's, you need a whooping so you'll learn. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Well, I mean, we're going to see, uh, David, that Psalm is, is written to an official that he had empowered to help the poor, and he didn't do it, talking about just, you know, Okay, he didn't do it. In fact, he's murdering the poor, and David is confident that God is even madder than he is, and he basically hands him over in Hesed. In your Hesed, destroy him. So we'll look. We'll look at that. I know it takes a it takes a little unpacking. But, you know, what do we do with our anger? We offer it to God as an act of worship. And that's what Psalm 109 is. It's the darkest psalm in all the Psalter. But, I mean, this trip is just kind of an introduction to the idea. We will, all of us, spend the rest of our lives trying to understand this. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, some of your questions about, okay, how do I do justice? I mean, for me, Hesed is pushing like on Facebook. Uh, um, and, and learning to recognize it. You're looking back on your life and, and like I wrote about Dinah holding my hand, I look back and I go, why, why did I weep? Why do I weep when I think that was Hesed, right? Uh, I, there was a, I told somebody a story. There was, I got in trouble when I was in church. at about eight years old. I did something really bad. I can't remember what it was. But, and the, one of the deacons, I was crying, the deacon got in my face, Mr. Edwards, and said, Mike, you're wrong. You're wrong. But I want you to know I'm on your side. You're wrong, and I'm going to be on your side, and that changed my life. And now I'm 60, and I finally figured out that was Hesed. That's what changed my life. I was wrong. I had no right to expect anything, and what I get, I got everything. I got acceptance and forgiveness. And when my son, I had a son who got mixed up with drugs, I went to court with him four times. Every time we went into court, I'd say, Nate, you're wrong. This is wrong and I'm on your side." And had to, had to actually had to kick him out of the house, had to tell him, I need you out of my house. And uh, he, he, uh, he started working with the Navigators in Colorado Springs, and he called me about six months later in tears, and he said, uh, you know when you said that in court? I go, yeah, <laughs> I remember. He said, that was the gospel, right? I said, yeah. And that's when his life turned around. See? Yeah. God is more faithful than we have a right to expect. That's Catherine Sankinville. So anyway, so you see, we're just kind of starting. You're not going to get this and squeeze this dry this week. You're just going to start.
5: Talk about suffering here below and let's keep loving Jesus. Talk about suffering here below And let's keep following Jesus The gospel train is coming And now don't you want to go And leave this world of sorrow and trouble here below Oh, can't you hear it, bother And now don't you want to go And leave this world of sorrow And trouble here below about suffering here below and let's keep loving Jesus, talk about suffering here below and let's keep following Jesus, oh can't you hear it Father? and now don't sorrow and trouble here below the gospel train is coming now don't Trouble.
1: The God who's revealed to us in all of Scripture is a God who is moved by our tears. Uh, he, he's the, the God who uh, redemptively enters into the suffering of uh, Mary and Martha and then raises uh, their brother Lazarus. He's a God who is, um, is so loving. Uh, he, he loves us so much he would rather die than live without us. Hmm. Uh, and, and the unique message that we have as believers in Jesus, I think, is that God uses suffering to save the world. Wow. That yeah. is
0: rich. Yeah. And deep, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And, and if you are suffering and if you're confused, my, my encouragement is you offer that up as an act of worship uh, because he, yeah. uh, he, receives, he receives our suffering as well as, as a gift.
0: Yeah. So hard uh, to do, but so necessary.
1: Yeah. And I don't think we're often given the permission to do that. We, yeah. we, we tend to talk from the beginning of the journey. The, the beginning of the journey says, if you're suffering, it's because you've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, Torah. But uh, the end of the journey is really this wonderful intimacy with God who wipes away our tears and who redemptively enters in our suffering so that we can redemptively enter into the suffering of other people.
0: Well, Mike, before we take a break here in a moment, why don't you, someone's listening who's yes. going through this right now. Let's, let's pray for them. Yeah, yeah. Father, uh, we come to use your children who need to be made wise uh,
1: by the wisdom of your word. And uh, many of us uh, have inside of us uh, confusion and suffering and even anger. And uh, free us up to understand that uh, you long for us to offer these things up to you, that even your son... Uh, was lamenting when you were most using him. He was offering up his suffering, his confusion, why have you forsaken me? And so uh, allow us to follow in the footsteps of Jesus and uh, fill up uh, in our lives uh, the meaning of this, kinds of, uh, this kind of suffering. Uh, we long to worship you well, and, uh, and we would do that by lifting, lifting up our confusion and our anger and our sorrows to
0: you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Michael. We'd love to interact with you, our listeners, on this topic at facebook.com slash Music, or you can always go to our website for additional information, michaelcard.com. A moment ago, we heard Buddy Green sing Talk About Suffering. Jeff Taylor accompanied him. Well, Jeff and Buddy are going to sing some more on the program coming up in the second half, and Buddy will join us in conversation with Michael Card. That's still ahead on this week's edition of In the Studio. So you stay right where you are, and we'll be right back. Coming up next week in the studio with Michael Card, Michael will open the Word and teach on the life of Jesus. And there'll be guest conversations and plenty of music woven throughout the hour that will inspire you to follow Christ in new and deeper ways. The instruments are tuned and the Bible is open, so make sure you join us for this unforgettable session. Look for the post and invite other like minds to hear this program on Apple, Spotify, or Google Play. All the details at MichaelCard.com. One,
5: two... One, two. Crying holy unto the Lord, Crying holy unto the Lord. Oh, Now, if I could, I surely would stand on that rock Where Moses stood, Lord, I ain't no stranger now. Lord, I ain't no stranger now Lord, I've been introduced to the Father and the Son Lord, I ain't no stranger now Cause I'm a crying holy, holy unto the Lord Crying holy unto the Lord Lord, now if I could, I surely would stand and
3: rise
5: Where Moses stood Come on, yeah Sinners, run and hide your face. Sinners, run and hide your face. Sinners, run to the rock and hide your face. But I cried out, no hiding place. Because I'm a crying holy unto the Lord. A crying holy unto the Lord. Oh, now, if I could, I surely would stand on that rock. Where Moses stood Come on, mate! I'm a-crying holy unto the Lord I'm a-crying holy unto the Lord Now, if I could, i Surely would stand on that rock. Stand on that oh, rock. and Moses stood. I'm crying holy unto the Lord. I'm a crying holy unto the Lord. Oh, now if I could, I surely would stand on that rock When Moses stood. Oh, I'm a crying holy unto the Lord. I'm a crying holy unto the Lord. Oh, now if I could, well I surely would stand on that rock. Moses stood Yeah, well, if I could I surely would stand on that rock Where Moses
1: i got to tell you. <laughs> Excuse me. The, the banjo's not loud enough. Can we
0: go back and turn the banjo?
6: <laughs> more banjos. More banjos.
0: Oh, it don't matter just a banjo. That's what Ken Lewis said to yeah. us one time in the studio. Mike was trying to tune it. So, yeah. Buddy Green, welcome back.
6: Wayne, it is good to be back. Yeah. And good to see you guys uh, cranking this thing back up again.
0: We'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Well, we knew if you'd come along and help us, we could make a go of it, buddy. So,
6: Well, I knew the, there'd been a public cry for this. Yes, they, they, right, they, that's they,
1: right. We're just responding <laughs> to that. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs>
6: or, or, or is the public crying because of this? It's one of the two, I yeah. forget. yeah. yeah.
0: Now, Mike, you don't even remember doing that crying holy in the studio really with Buddy. I really don't. No, I really don't. I, like Buddy Buddy said a minute ago, I just remember
1: us getting together and yucking it up. But, <laughs> I mean, I, I really, and the music that we've listened to just today, this is our first day back in the studio, I, I, you know, I, I can't believe how, I mean, this sounds kind of stuck up, but it really sounds good. I mean, it sounds like a record.
6: <laughs> well young then.
0: Yes, okay. Okay. And you're still friends today. <laughs> Absolutely. And Jeff Taylor was with you that day. that's I know, heard Jeff yep. on the piano there. That's correct. That's correct. It, so, in fact, yeah.
6: I'm going to see Jeff later on this Oh, day. we'll really?
0: say hi for us. Yeah.
6: I will. I'll pass that along.
0: Yeah, what a dear brother. So, buddy, I guess we're all getting old, huh?
6: Yeah, we are.
0: I mean, um, I'm the oldest, so I yeah, guess I, I can say get that.
6: Two, two or three calls a day wanting to know, you know, check on my AARP uh, <laughs> membership or... or <laughs> some sort of insurance that i need or wait to get on medicare grave plots or you know it's
1: (laughs) well i i just can't believe how old people my age are
6: (laughs) i I know it's depressing isn't it
0: (laughs) and he had to put his glasses on to read that line off his phone yeah that was on my phone thank you that was a meme (laughs) uh, buddy catch us up how's life going for you
6: well, life's going good, Wayne. I, I really can't complain. I, I I still do, but I I shouldn't because uh, I'm um, I'm pretty blessed at this stage of life. I've got two daughters raised and out the door. One of them's married and living in California, and um, with with a fine son-in-law. And then my youngest is still living here in town in, in the Nashville area, and is an artist and a good one. Uh, mm. She's that is, she's a painter, a visual artist. And then and Vicky hadn't kicked me out of the house and mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, got a pretty good bill of help and so uh, I'm 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 really happy. Every once in a while the phone rings and somebody wants me to uh, you know plumb. come uh, ply my trade a little bit. So
0: how about that? And I'm a happy man. Your daughter's the one responsible for the cover art in your latest CD. I understand.
6: Yes, she is. I commissioned her for that. Looking and back, did a, she did an outstanding job. She's mm-hmm. she's really more. Um, her passion is really sort of uh, abstract ex- expressionism, you know. That she, which just kind of looks like, wow, those are interesting colors. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it? But um, but she's also a great representational artist. Yeah,
0: she captured and you very nicely.
6: I thought so too, uh, and so I'd seen her do something along those lines. With uh, she's a, she's a good pen and ink artist, and so I said, uh, why don't you try to? Why don't you try to render your dad and make him look as ancient as he is, and uh, put a little watercolor on it, and, and I just love the result. So well,
0: daughters are good at doing that. Mine, mine uh, teases me too. So well,
1: I have a son who's a painter. I keep trying to get him to do that, and he won't do it for me.
6: So uh, <laughs> don't take it personally, Mike.
1: I, well, I think it's for free. I'm thinking maybe <laughs> if there's some cash involved, he'd be more interested.
6: Well, that's. I mean, yeah, there was. That's what I had to do. I had to actually say, "There's money in this," so okay, deliver. Uh-huh. She did. Huh. It's she amazing did. how no. that will bring results.
1: Yeah, it really is. It's a great
0: cover.
6: Thank you. Yeah.
0: Buddy, we wanted you back to catch up with you and your life and what God's doing in your life. And uh, our topic is just generally creativity. I mean, you've got the two of you guys here. Uh, I'd just like to hear the two of you talk about creativity at this stage of life.
6: Yes, well, you know, it's, we hadn't talked in a while. We've been trying to... Get yeah. together for like about two months, Michael. You and, know, uh, and I must say, your travels and mine and well, all it's been you're, hard.
1: You're the faithful one who who emails and texts and says, "Hey, let's do coffee." And and <laughs> I won't be there, and then I'll get home, and uh, occasionally I'll I'll be the one that tries to initiate, but then you're always gone, so it, it really is hard. So I guess that's a good thing. At least we're still working enough. Glad that we could bring you together. Yes, right? it's hard to Yeah, <laughs> so we have to do this. We have to get together this way. Well, let, let me tell my kind of my buddy Green testimony. Buddy's the guy who. Um, I don't know how many years ago it was, several years ago, where I got to a really low place and I quit. I mean, I was going to do anymore. And um, Buddy, who's ve- elder in our church and very pastoral and has that kind of a heart, he shows up at my front door with his little suitcase full of harmonicas and his little <laughs> no- his little notebook under his uh, arm. And I look at him, I go, "What are you doing here?" He goes, "He said I'm here to teach you how to love music again." Oh. And we sat and played <laughs> hymns and stuff. You remember really? that, Buddy?
6: Yeah, we and, had a great time. And it really, and it, it really. I remember did. Susan was there, and yep. uh, we just sat around your living room. And yep. I thought, man, this place is perfect for some home picking. Let's yep. do it.
1: Yeah. So, and and it and it, it it served the purpose too. I kind of you know got back up on my feet again and and did it. So I I don't know if I'd still be playing if it wasn't for Buddy Green. Oh, uh,
6: I I don't know about that. Yeah. I think Jeff and I had been kind of digging you about this for some time yeah. you know because we just knew you were a great musician and you weren't you weren't uh you weren't working your muscle yeah like you should and yeah. so uh and you know it i have to maybe give a lot of this credit to jeff taylor i met jeff about you know 15 12 15 years ago and he's the you know jeff he's yeah. the kind of guy that loves to play and yes. he kind of Lit the fire in me, and we were having such a good time playing, and, get, and you getting to know him and all. And then, yeah. but your reluctance to really kind of jump in there with us, we thought we can't let this, we can't let this guy sit on his hands any yeah. longer. So,
1: <laughs> and we did a Christmas tour together, and that was fun. We need yeah. to do something like that again. Well, that's great. That just great fun. Yeah. 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 Well, and now Maggie, um, my daughter, she wants a hoot nanny at the house, kind of thing. She wanted it for her birthday, which we just missed. Uh, kind of a big memorial where everybody came together and honored her for her birthday with music but uh, um,
0: we can still do it she yeah, won't let, let you to, forget no
6: yeah it's about to, I'd say we're about due for another uh, yeah. gathering out there yeah.
0: oh man yeah. hey I hope I get an invitation yeah let's do that I'll, I'll come down from Chicago any day to hear okay. that
6: you got the perfect
0: house for it, I think. Well,
1: and, you know, we're selling it, so we're not going to be there much longer. So Oh, uh, you've been to.
6: saying that for years. <laughs> well,
1: but we're actually really selling it now. We redid <laughs> the floors and all that kind of stuff and ha- actually have people looking at it now. So, oh, okay. You know, all right, well, so be, we'll,
6: well, then let's definitely get together and wait, have one more picking party. It,
1: and you have a spare room at your house, right? <laughs> Don't you have a spare room?
6: It depends on who I'm talking like to. Like with the bathroom?
1: Like with its own bathroom, I mean, you know.
6: But yeah, listen, I think this room in the man cave. I'll, I'll find a spot for you down okay. here now. Susan can stay upstairs with the civilized.
0: Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> upstairs, downstairs. I, I get that, yeah. yeah. Hey, buddy, yeah. tell us about your latest, looking back, the, the, the musical CD that you sent to me so kindly. Thank you.
6: Uh, well, thank you. Yeah, I, it's... Um, it's, it is what it says. I mean, it's, it's a bit of a retrospective on my recording career and really my, my sort of musical and spiritual formation of the last, you know, gosh, however long I've been doing this, which is really 50 plus years now. I, I've, I picked up a ukulele when I was 10 years old and within a few months had found an audience hmm. and it was at the local drugstore soda fountain and, um,
1: so there were drugs involved in the beginning of your ministry.
6: <laughs> yes, even at that early age. Uh, um, I'm actually, just trying to make Robert, it more interesting. He liked it. He He's responsible because I, 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 I sauntered in one day and uh, with my ukulele under my arm, you know, just very nonchalantly and just hoping somebody would say, well, can you play that thing? And of course they did. And before they could get away, I uh, started playing I Want to Hold Your Hand or something like that. And, <laughs> And, and before long, everybody in the drugstore was back there, and I had my audience. And when it was the song was over, uh, Doctor Dorsey, the druggist, looked over from his position up there and said. Uh, buy that boy a milkshake.
4: Oh.
1: And,
6: and the rest is history, you and know. You, you oh, put no. 2
1: and 2 together, I can get free
0: food <laughs> yeah, if I do You're this. still playing for milkshakes, <laughs> <Yeah>. huh? <laughs> That's
6: right. Yeah, it hasn't improved much since yeah. then. Yeah,
0: come full circle. Yeah.
6: <laughs> but but uh you know, it really by my 20s I was I was you know trying trying to really make a career this in earnest and and but also um I, I was also far from the church, and I was just making one bad choice after another, and um, the wheels were falling off. And and it was a real formative time for me, searching time, um, that it eventually led to me coming back into the fold. And, and um, so a lot of these songs were from that period, or, or several of them anyway, were songs that I had never recorded, hmm. but they were... You know, they were just, uh, they were songs that spoke to those, those formative places. You know, um, there was a song on there called Jesus Gonna Make It All Right. And I just remember singing that song. Uh, Sonny Terry and Brownie McGee performed it way back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And, you know, I wasn't even claiming Jesus as a Savior or anything then. And, and yet it was one of those lifelines for me. That every time I sang it, it just spoke to me. And mm. it has a, the words say, um, every verse says that, that um, comes back to Mama. And Mama saying, Jesus going to make it all right. Well, my, my poor mother was faithful and praying for me through this whole period. Mm. And if I owe it to anybody, it's my mother praying me back into the fold. and um, So I love the song for that, and it was so great to cut it. And I think it's like a standout cut on the record, actually. Mm. So it's just songs like that. Uh, some of some of my early recordings, uh, songs that I recorded twenty five, thirty years ago, I dusted off, and I felt like they needed an updated arrangement. They still were pertinent. Some of them had sort of a new application because of where I am now in life. And then a few new things have come along in the last ten years or so. Some other songs, but
1: um, well, you got all the heavy hitters playing on there. You got Ron Block and Sam <laughs> Bush and Jerry Douglas. Well, uh, it was
6: another sort of bucket list thing, you know. Yeah. I, I had always wanted to, um, I've, you know, you know, I love bluegrass, yeah, and I've always wanted to make an album that was as close to a bona fide bluegrass record as I could do, yeah. And because I'm such a, I'm such a mongrel in the way my music is all mixed up with rhythm and blues and everything else, that I knew it couldn't be a, you know, a, a really straight ahead bluegrass project. Uh-huh. But I, but I was able to get some of my heroes like Sam Bush and Ron wow. Block and. Brian Sutton, Aubrey Haney, just yeah. a great, great core band to make this record with, and man, was it fun! Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: we got some pretty good singers on there too.
6: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, my 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 good friends uh, Becky and Sonia Isaacs were singing on yeah. there. Herb and, Peterson, uh, Jason Eskridge. Do you know Jason?
1: No. Mm-hmm. He's
6: an amazing singer, yeah. and uh, and then Angie Prim, the two of them came in and they put the soul. The Soul Factor all over, wherever we needed that, and it was, um, yeah. And then, of course, Del McCurry also showed up for For a um, a duet on on one of the songs, and that was, I mean, such a thrill, because I'm such a huge fan of... Dale and what he does.
1: Okay, so what's the deal with 18 songs? What are you doing to us over here? 18 <laughs> songs.
6: It's, hey, I don't want to have to do this again. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> does, Just going to put it all out it? there, huh? <laughs> uh, you know what? It, actually, we went in the first time um, at the beginning of 2017, and, um, oh, excuse me, at the beginning of 2016, mm-hmm. I went in and I cut 11 songs in two days, mm-hmm. tracked them. And then for the rest of that year, it was so busy, I didn't get to uh, turn to this project anymore. And then finally, at the beginning of 2017, I went back in. Brian Sutton was producing this, and a lot of the problem was just having our schedules line up so yeah. we could work together. And finally, we went back in, and we spent a couple more days. And And really, all I had in mind was adding maybe two or three more songs, but it was just... You know, more songs kept coming to mind, and we kept pulling them out, and there were such good players on the hand. And before you know it, there's 18 songs. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'll weed it out and get it down to a good dozen. But the more I listened to them, I just felt like, you know, I don't want to to bury any of this
0: stuff. Yeah, why not? Why not? We're glad you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, buddy, I'm just so sorry we have to wrap this up, but I tell you, I just love everything you do. Thank you, Wayne. Especially the hymns, too. I mean, you, you really take us back to the hymns in such a meaningful way, and I, that's what, Mike, how I'd like to, us to end this time with Buddy okay. here today. Let's go back to that recording you did in the studio for us back in the day, uh, Buddy. It's called Shall We Gather at the River? Buddy Green. Uh, Mike, you're with on guitar, and you sing along with Buddy on this, and Jeff Taylor on the piano and accordion and singing as well. So, Buddy, great to talk with you. God bless you, man.
6: You, you too, Wayne. Great being with you all today.
0: Thanks.
5: Shall we gather at the river Where bright angel feet have trod With its crystal tide forever Flowing by the throne of God And yes, we'll gather at the river Beautiful, beautiful river We gather at the saints at the river that flows by the throne of God June we'll reach the shining river and Soon our pilgrimage will see. Soon our happy hearts will quiver With the melody of peace And yes, we'll gather at the river The beautiful, beautiful river we we'll gather with the saints at the river That flows by the throne. silver spray, we will walk and worship ever all the happy golden days. And yes, we'll gather at the river, the beautiful, beautiful river. We'll gather with the saints at the That flows by the throne of God Oh, and yes, we'll gather at the river The beautiful, beautiful river Gather with the saints at the river That flows by the throne of God that flows by the throne of God, that flows by the throne of God.
0: Man, I love hearing that, Michael. Yeah, two wonderful musicians, Jeff Taylor and Buddy Green. Yeah, you were singing right along with them, though. I was singing like a girl, <laughs> real high in the background. <laughs> well, we've well, we've had quite a quite a trip on the program here today. Quite a yeah. journey from Israel back to the studio with Buddy. Yeah, and and
1: I see uh, the recurring theme as coming alongside um, yeah. the story of uh, the the deacon in our church who came alongside me when I was. Uh, confused and tearful and then uh, I learned a lesson from him and then came alongside my son and mm-hmm. and um, and w- when I was sort of lost and wanted to give up uh sweet buddy Green shows up at my house yeah. and says I'm going to teach you how to love music again and Jesus does that again and again in the gospels he he, he comes alongside I mean you name it the woman at the well mm-hmm. uh, Peter in, in John 21 who's you know who who needs to to find a new confidence yeah. that that he needs to feed the sheep One and of take care of my favorite encounters in scripture is yeah, I mean, John 21 yeah, yeah. And, and i think if you're listening to this program now and and uh, we're always asking okay god how can how can you use me what do you want me to do and i say we we pray for the eyes to see the people that we can come alongside even though we
0: feel inadequate
1: yeah well we don't have to fix them we just have to join them we have to be with them and um i think that would be a wonderful uh, takeaway from uh, today's program. Hmm.
0: I agree. I really do. Another thing we'd like to encourage you to do from listening to today's program is contact us. Yeah. Use Facebook for that. And we've yes. said this before, but it you know, we understand the limitations of Facebook. It's yes. it's kind of a pseudo community. Yes. But,
1: but it's important. But and it it allows us to hear back from you in in a way that we we didn't have before. I mean, you could write letters, but you know, that snail mail, <laughs> that sort of thing. But you can, you can listen to the program and go right to our Facebook page and, and, and tell us what was helpful. And if you have any questions or any responses, we'd love to hear them. Yeah,
0: even email seems old-fashioned now, doesn't it? It does. But we have an email address if you we want do. to use it in the studio at MichaelCard.com. MichaelCard.com is the website. Or on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Michael Card Music, and we would love to hear from you. We hope you're subscribing to the podcast. And
1: that way it comes up every week. It comes up automatically to your computer
0: to, and okay. can be sent right to your mobile device. You can take it with you in the car, and the gym, but subscribe at iTunes.com. And thanks for joining us. Michael, great to be with you again. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that we're doing this together again. I've missed this. And let me repeat the information as we close. In the studio at MichaelCard.com is the email, or online MichaelCard.com. And then we look forward to having you back with us next time here in the studio.